is that guy. Yo, Darren, we don't want to hear Come here, we shut up. Don't talk and fight me, me. We got the remedy. Motherfucker, I am boxing. Before everything is going, no one's getting no time. Guy comes up off the damn fight. Big dude, wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I'm not being a greatest. What is happening, boxing freaks? Welcome to another episode of the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast. We're back again. We got it. We got a momentum going here. We got we got fucking content for you guys to fucking consume and listen to as boxing is closing its doors for 2020. We're getting big fights and we got big content, big news. We got Canelo Alvarez being set free from his the zone and golden boy contract. What is next? For the face of boxing, Caleb Plant, I heard, or Callum Smith. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. about. We got a lot of stuff covering that. Tyson Fury saying he's never going to fight Deontay Wilder because he fucking besmirched his fucking name. If you don't know what besmirched means, William Regal it. We talk about Devin Haney's attempt to put himself in the list as a possible opponent for uh, Tank Davis and Devin Haney. And many other boxing topics and boxing news, boxing related stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't do this by myself. I do have a co-host. He's a Sacramento bad boy himself. He's the man who hopes Adrian Broner gets his ten million dollars so he can get his life together. He's the man, the myth, the legend. I think I just said that anyways. Be right in the motherfucking house. Be right. I was born. You silly pillock. There if you, you know that it is, look also look it up. William no, no. Regal. William Regal it. William Regal it. <laughs> William Regal it. How you doing, B Ray? I'm good, man. I'm so glad, man. We we got more boxing content. I'm fucking glad. Is this 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 year? This last couple weeks has been great. We've been going. We've been coming back and forth. Been um, more active. Been more active. You're right. Been more active. Um. Giving the giving you guys great content, and you guys have come back and downloaded it and, and uh, appreciated what we've been doing. So thank you very much to all the fans who downloaded yes. it and all the haters who fucking downloaded just to hear the dumb shit we could say so they can criticize it for it. Thank you very much. I'd like to yeah. think those are bigger fans, but yeah, I think the biggest fans. Yeah, yeah, I think those are the yes. biggest fans. But there's a lot of stuff to cover. I mean, I don't know where the fuck to start. Um, before we do anything, B-Ray, how was your weekend? How has the last couple of days been for you before we start the show? Good, not bad. Really, the weekend was pretty chill. Really. You know, it's getting it's starting getting really cold now. Of course, that's why we are telling every everyone to get our Ramble merch hoodies. It's hoodie season, so it's fucking cold. That's right. So, right. So it was great. Not much different, really. But it was just chill. You know, watch some movies, had some nice, good soup. Nice, nice. Um, nah. So my weekend was pretty, not dramatic, but just fucking. Uh, I had family over. Had family over. I had, you know, our mother, oh. our mother came over. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if you heard. I don't know. If, I don't know if she told you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk more of the details afterwards. But now it was. I mean, everyone's just a drunk fest, and <laughs> uh, basically, my buzz got killed, and I had to end up um, being the fucking. Uh, was it the bouncer of the fucking? The bouncer. I had, to, I had to tell people to go to bed, like. It was just, it was a good night. Mr. Lou showed up. Uh, Escaleta showed up, though. You know, Ramble crew was, was on uh, on deck on the, at the Casa Ramble. Um, of course, her mother, our aunt, her friend. It was, it was a great time. It was just at the end, just fucking shit show galore. So didn't enjoy that. Didn't enjoy the next day. I woke up like shit. 
And I didn't even drink that much. I just woke up like shit. You may you you would think I drank a lot. That's right. Kind of, yeah, you would think I drank a lot. So, but now other than that, it was a great weekend. You're right. It is getting cold, and you know, cheap plug hoodie season. So, yep. Um, but hoodie yeah, I, uh, I I made a broccoli cheddar soup last night because that's how fucking cold I've been. And I know I know our East Coast listeners are like. <laughs> You guys are a bunch of bitches. How are you cold, you dumb bitches from California? You guys are all fragile little bitches. Look. Degrees. It's nothing. It's hot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, hey, hey, hey. I'm just a fragile man. I'm a fragile man when it comes to the cold. You know what the funny thing is? I was never that. I used to be never that cold. I used to be like, eh, it's not that cold. It's not that cold. I used to be very warm-blooded. Um, recently, it's like I've been fucking cold. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm fucking shivering and I turn on the heater and I let the... Let the house warm I let the house warm yeah. up. I take my shower. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm having a, I'm living the good life here. But it, it's just getting crazy. Man, maybe it's getting colder. Because fuck, I know what you mean, man. Fuck. Yeah, I, like I said, I would never. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. So if you guys hear technical difficulties, I do apologize. I had to remodel the here a little bit. So, but no, it was just, it was just crazy. So, but that was my weekend. Awesome, man. But yeah, I can't wait for this weekend. Can't wait for this weekend as well. Um, we're gonna break down Devin Haney versus Gamboa. We're gonna yes. also break give our uh, prediction, our pick for Chance Crawford's is title defense against Kell Brook, the special one, the special K. Special okay. K. Before we start off, I want to do this real quick. Um, quick shout, not quick shout out, quick news. Uh, rumor report. I'm assuming is that Oscar De La Hoya, who came out a couple weeks ago and we talked about saying he's going to make a comeback. And he said, Hey, I'm going to fight the best. Cause that's what I do. I fight the absolute best rumor has it that he might come back to fight Marcos Maidana, El Chino. Did you hear that news? I did hear that news. I what did your, hear that news. What are your thoughts? Well, on that? Well, I, I just laugh at just a little bit, especially right now, the way you, um, you introduced to that to this subject because you said that uh, him right he said I, i'm coming back to fight the best well no you're not actually right now you're not starting off fighting the best because you're fighting somebody who's been away from the ring i mean not as long as him but he's he has a good amount of years i was that last one was 2014 which yeah. was i believe six years ago so um i laugh at that a little bit then i go that's not bad for a first fight for actually for both Especially for De La Hoya. So I kind of like that idea. That's pretty nice. Like, how, what it looked like for De La Hoya to get in the ring with El Chino Maidana. I don't think that's a, a a bad idea, but it's just funny to know that he said he's coming back to the absolute best, and all the fans were like, oh, my God, he's going to challenge He's gonna challenge the best of the junior welterweights and the best of the... He's going to challenge Triple G. He's going to challenge Triple G. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We knew he was going to at least fight somebody. I think I think we tossed the name of uh, Trinidad, Mosley. Trinidad, Mosley. We threw those Hopkins. names out. Hopkins. We threw those names out thinking, like, oh, he's going to fight this. Gino Aydana, you know, like you said, hasn't been retired a long time, but still has been inactive, gained yeah. a lot of weight. We've seen a transformation a happen within the last couple months. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I just find it funny because he announces this. I don't announce. I'm sorry. He's not announcing this. The rumor comes out. That the Golden Boy is thinking about planning this event when the announcement came out that their biggest cash cow has now left their stable. I can't, I couldn't wait to talk about this. And I wanted to bring this up right away and I Mm -hmm. wanted to have an icebreaker to talk about it because to me it's funny because he has to, uh, Golden Boy now has to come up, 
pretty much make up the fucking. Like, I, th- I think we talked about it at the beginning of the year or last year. That uh, Canelo Alvarez brings in almost seventy percent of the revenue for Golden Boy Promotions. Now with got with that um Canelo now gone, how is Oscar gonna cover that nut of seventy <laughs> percent? I know. A good question. I well, know. How? Fighting, how? fighting Chino Maidana. Oh, of course. <laughs> allegedly, again, okay, allegedly. <laughs> But uh, be real. I mean, the biggest news that came out uh, was it the biggest news that came out this uh, last week, last six Friday? days ago, was was that the Zone and Golden Boy have released Canelo Alvarez. The Zone releasing him is from from his uh from obligations to fight on the network, and Golden Boy releasing him from his promotional contract. First of all, before I read um, Eddie Reynoso's comments, be real. What were your thoughts? First of all, when we spoke about this, we said. Can he get out of his contract? We said he was trying to do what De La Hoya did with Bob Arum, with Manny Pacquiao ended up doing the Bob, with Floyd did the Bob, with Cotto did the Bob. They all left, did their own thing. Oscar was the first fighter to actually leave and do his own thing. We came into the theory that can Canelo pull it off? We knew that there was already dissension in the ranks when it came down to the relationship between Canelo and Golden Boy. Yeah, This lawsuit solidified that there is a, it is a rift and he wanted out. We know he was out. What is your thoughts on that? I, it's like, in a way, we, we kind of saw it coming. But to me, I thought that, oh, this is going to take maybe almost, uh, you know, almost a year of this. So hearing about it, he, he got released. I was pretty, I'm st- I was still shocked because, oh, shit, all, now, like, this was soft now. We thought this would take forever. So it was, a. it took me a good while to process this, to just be like, Wow, he's he's now no longer with Golden Boy, a promotion that I really thought he's gonna stay loyal to and stay there till the very end of his career. Now he's a free agent, so I was pretty shocked and also pretty happy for him because if he does, it was of course what we all expect him to do. This is gonna be good for him. He's gonna be negotiating with you know with people that he wants to negotiate. He's gonna promote within himself. Which I did see a post that Teddy Alice posted uh, that same day. I think I believe the same day he said something about like, "Isn't it? How, what do you use?" He said, "Isn't it funny how Deloitte kind of paved the way of just going on your own? You know, you leave your promotion and you start on your own, and look what Canelo did to him." I, I think that's the crazy thing. No, it is a crazy thing. It is. You're right. You know, like I said, like I mentioned it right now earlier, like a couple of seconds ago, minutes ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, Del Del Hoy was the first one to actually leave and start his own promotion company. Yeah, um, and then of course everyone followed through, like the likes of Pacquiao, Mayweather, Cotto, all did their own thing. We knew that this is the how boxing goes. When you're the biggest star in boxing, you want to make mm-hmm. the moves. You want to be your own boss. It's 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 nature. Mm-hmm. It's nature that you want to be your own boss. It's very rare in today's sport that you have to answer to somebody else. But, but before I read um, Eddie Reynolds thing, I want to put this in um, as clear as I can to all the fans listening. Now that Canelo's left, if we don't get the fights that we've all clamored, do, are we still going to blame Golden Boy Promotions for fucking the bed? I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something people are saying too. If we started to see him fight guys almost the same level of fighters he was fighting when he was yes. a golden boy, then yeah, the people were saying then that's where everyone's gonna go. Most it's we're gonna point at you now. That's you're gonna, probably the problem. Yeah, like that's gonna be the situation. Are you that's gonna be the situation? Be yep. the situation? Like, are you the reason why we didn't get triple G three? 
are you the reason why you're not fighting the Charlos now? Like before it was kind of like Golden Boy, you know, they're just fucking being little bitches because of the feud without mm-hmm. Heyman. They don't want to work with Bob. You know, we, we, you know, we came up with all these excuses. We pointed the finger at the Golden Boy promotions. Now that he's a yep. promotional free agent and now he has no ties to a network so he can shift from, from ESPN to Fox to Showtime to the zone as much as he wants now. There's no, yeah. there's nothing tying him to any promotion network. Do you, he does, uh, do, do the Canelo fans know that it's going to be on him now? Why are these fights? I hope happen? they do. I hope they do because I know that for sure. It's on him now. So, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at right now in this situation. We'll continue talking. Right so, let me read uh, Eddie Reynoso's thing. And this was, oh, yeah. really, you know, it was Canelo Alvarez. It says free agent. It has the uh, Canelo Alvarez emblem. It has no boxing, no life. And it says Canelo Promotions. So, obviously, Canelo's starting his own promotion company. <clears throat> in my role as manager and coach of Saul Canelo Alvarez, I allow myself to communicate to the boxing community and to all of our fans. It's starting today, November 6th. Canelo becomes a free agent. So we're ready to continue with, bo- with his boxing career. All this time, we have been working very hard in the gym with a lot of responsibility and discipline to be the great physical and be in great physical shape and ready to fight this year. And we will, and we will be, mm-hmm. we will announce a date, a rival, a place very soon. And we will return stronger than ever to keep growing and showing the Mexican boxing is the best. Thank you. Eddie Reynoso. Be ready your thoughts on that statement. Um, shock, man. I can tell he's happy. And I can tell that they're looking forward to, uh, you know, the next phase of his career. Man, just reading that, man. I, I, I was bombarding you with some of, you know, with messages because I was you, very shocked. Everybody, right? Everybody. <laughs> everybody, man. I was like, holy shit. I, I even messaged my girl. Too. I was like, holy shit, look what's happening. I go, holy fuck. And she's like, I don't give a fuck, Beery. I'm not into boxing. She said, no. <laughs> no, I had, I had, I had you, Mister Lou. I had my coworkers. I had the boxing fans here. Even yeah. were uh, DMing us all this fucking stuff, and we're like, holy shit, holy shit. Like, hold on, hold on. We got day jobs here. We can't print this out right away. Hold on, but <laughs> um, it was inevitable that he was gonna leave. It was. Inevitable. It was. There was no. There was no like. Oh, you know, I don't know. Like, no, it's inevitable. He's gonna leave. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. He was going to leave Golden Boy Promotions. He was going to try to get out of his contract. He wasn't happy. We saw it since the Kovalev fight. He wasn't happy no. with Golden Boy. We saw the back and forth Twitter remarks or Instagram remarks these guys were doing against him. We saw it. I was about to mention that. That, to me, was kind of like the first crack to me. Like, oh, what's going on? I think the first crack was them um, them purposely making Canelo lose his IBF title because they couldn't negotiate with uh, Sergey Divachenko. Yes. And then I think what made it worse was the Kovalev situation in which it made it seem like Canelo didn't want to fight Kovalev. And Kovalev then went on Instagram going, you're not going to treat me like a treat whore. Like, like a whore. And he didn't fight on September. That's another, to me, another sign like, hey, you didn't give him an opponent for September. Yes. The, and that kind of, I think that kind of strained it even more. Losing the September dates after making it known that these are my dates, I fight on these dates. To me, was the platform. No, I mean I'm gonna show on the zone here. The platform. 
you were supposed to be here and they gave you the tools. But again, we talked about it. They never promoted it as they should. It was kind of like, hey, Canelo's on the zone. Tune in. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> just like that. Yep. None just of like his, that. None of his fights felt like a like a pay-per-view type a atmosphere. Big, not really. Yes. It didn't have that atmosphere. The press conferences were lackluster. The promotions were lackluster. Even like we talked about it, you know, I think people can go back and listen to all the episodes. You can hear us shitting on the production of how the zone and Golden Bear promoting yeah. this guy. You have basically the face of boxing. You have a guy that's a crossover star that's known not just in the boxing world, but outside the boxing world. And you're just promoting it as, oh, well, just, you know, here he is. Give me a story. Give me a reason why. Like I said, treat me like I'm dumb. They didn't do that. You saw it. Mm -hmm. And what made it worse was his pandemic. He was planning to fight in May. Yep. His con Again, we talked about it. He was planning to fight. He had a, he had an opponent. It wasn't the opponent we wanted, but he was in a fight. And his own goes, no, well, this is not a premier fighter. Not a premium fighter. Fucking stupid. Premium. There's nothing in his contract that said he had to fight a certain fighter. It was more 11 fights, 360 million. There was nothing on that contract that said you have to fight X, Y, and Yeah, I mean, I mean, we didn't look at the contract, but it, it does seem that way that, that 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 shit was not added. And then they said, well, we can't pay you what we promised you. But when we heard Canelo was okay with it, okay, pay me what, you know, pay me what you guys can. But I'm going to fight this guy. Well, no, we don't want you to fight this guy. We want you to fight that guy. Okay, you want me to fight this guy, but you're going to pay me this. Mm -mm, that's not how it's going to work. And then that's when everything, start, to me, started falling towards, okay, this is going to be a breakup. This is going to be either they're going to freeze him out, which I think he wanted to avoid. Uh -huh. We honestly felt he wasn't going to fight this year. I even said it. He's not going to fight this year. I mean, we still don't know, but of course, so far, it looks like, yeah, he well, might fight. We're going to talk about the news, but he's going to fight this year. Yeah. But it, it, I'm happy that he left because we might see the fights against the Charlo brothers. We might see exactly. Uh, we might, you might see some of the fights we wanted to see. And um, we're going to, mm -hmm. I think we can go into these topics right now. I mean, pulling them up right now. Hold on. So again, news came out. Canelo's out, out of golden boy, out of the zone. He's like mm -hmm. Tupac out on, you know, free on, out on jail, <laughs> you know, out on bail. We out on bail. There we go. Out on bail, fresh out of jail. He's like, there we go. <laughs> no, out on bail, fresh. He's out on bail, fresh out of jail. He's out there, California living right now. He's in San Diego, so he's California living. Uh, I forgot his name on Instagram. He does the, um, he does the, all uh, cartoons, a uh, boxing, a uh, Luna, Luna stuff. I oh, forget yeah, the Luna. extra game. Yeah. Him, him, I love his shit, man. He he did one about the, uh, I'm sorry, Canelo leaving and a boat, and behind him is a sinking ship. Which says here the zone and golden boy. <laughs> Which, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about. We'll talk about. Yeah, that. we will. We will. We'll talk about that. That so, was funny. Like I said, as soon as he leaves, speculations comes out. Who's he gonna fight? You know, he's saying he's gonna fight this year. Like I said, Mike Carpenter had sources telling him that Caleb Plant was being negotiated yep. for December nineteenth for the super super middleweight title on pay per view. Bire, what were your thoughts on that? Because again, you know. Spoiler alert, now it's supposed to be another opponent. But at the time, yeah. five days ago, what did you think that Caleb Clan was going to be a future opponent? Of I never heard of this guy. So I don't know so much about his opponent, but just based on the comments I was reading, a lot of people were okay with that. They made it sound like he's a pretty good, decent fighter. 
So I so far I was like, all right, let me do my research. But in the meantime, um, if this would be his first fight, all right, not bad, I guess. I, he just he wants to he wants to fight. So I, at that part, I understand. So I couldn't say much, but I was like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm on board on it. But of course, things have changed well, since then. Five days ago, when I heard Caleb Plant, I go, holy shit, this guy's gonna sign Al Heyman. He's gonna have Al Heyman manage him now. That was my. That's thought. right. I looked him up. I was like, hey, he's a Al Heyman guy. Forgot about that, you're right? I thought, oh shit, he's gonna be on Al Heyman. He's gonna be on <laughs> PBC. Holy shit, we we they they bagged themselves a fucking star right here. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, he's gonna be on PBC. I'm like, holy shit, Caleb Plant's a good fighter. Again, Beer really? saying he don't know who the fuck he is. I know who the fuck he is. For he's a current middle IBF super middleweight champion, good boxer, slick. You know, he's a slick fighter. You know, um, anybody who doesn't know, William Regal is. If you don't know who William Regal is, Google that shit. But no, no, no. Again, he's an IBF super middleweight champion. He's a skillful fighter. He's a type of fighter that I would like for Canelo to fight because I've always criticized that he's never wanted to fight fighters that know how to fight going backwards. They are counter punchers. They're, they're slick boxers. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he's always fought straightforward fighters. He's going to fight a guy that he's going to have to go chase and have to pin down. Yeah. So I was happy about that. And... I was also going, fuck, if he goes over here and fights Caleb, the probability of him signing with um, Al Heyman, um, not promotions, Al Heyman management team is pretty, it's getting close. He might end up doing what Mikey does. Like Mikey, yeah. Mikey's managed, Mikey is uh, managed by by uh, Al Heyman, but he's able to jump wherever the fuck he wants to jump. Right, yeah. So I go, okay, well, maybe that might be Canelo's situation. Canelo's going to get managed by Al co-managed by Al because Eddie's his manager. He'll be co-managed by Al and then he'll be able to move around, do his shit, get paid the most money, become the biggest star he want, that he is, that, you know, he can be. So I thought that's what it's going to be. But 53 minutes ago before we started the show, it's being rumored that he might be fighting Callum Smith to unify the WBA super middleweight titles. The, the rumor is it might happen in December, of course, in Texas. And the Wally, this is a close source saying the negotiations are almost done. Biri, what's your thoughts on that? I, that? That's another, that's one of the opponents that uh, before the whole pandemic and, you know, the stupid, you know, the fucking situation happening with Golden Boy, I did like that idea. So I really like that fight too to happen. So I hope that fight does happen pretty soon with Callum Smith. No, I, I, I like that idea too. I hope that happens mm-hmm. too. Um, but, who would you want him to fight more, like more, Callum Smith or Caleb Plant? Um, based on what you're telling me about this, uh, this Caleb Plant guy, I'm kind of leaning towards a little bit on him, honestly. You lean more towards him? I'm leaning a little bit towards on him, so I kind of hope he picks him. But if it's not, I'm okay with K- uh, Caleb Smith. So if he does Callum Smith, Callum Smith is a matchroom boxing fighter. Yes, and most likely it's going to be on the zone. So that means is uh, is Eddie trying to, you know, bring him back? I, I you know what? That's the uh, impression I got too when and I read would, that. Would Eddie be the savior? Like, oh look, I brought back this guy. <laughs> look what I got. Eddie Hearns like, I mean, I know you had a, I know you had a follow up with Golden Boy, but hear me out, son. <laughs> he might be doing some shit like that to him. You think so? Probably he'll try. Well, but like, we'll see. <laughs> you're right. Callum Smith wasn't a future opponent for Canelo. Yeah. But the zone said 
He's not a premier fighter. We're not going to pay you the money we promised you because he's not a premier fighter. Mm -hmm. If he comes back and fights him on the zone, isn't that, wouldn't that be kind of a fuck you to the zone? Like, hey, fuck you, pay me. And you're going to pay me for the opponent that I gave you originally. <laughs> I gave you originally. And now you're going to have to pay me a little bit more for this yep. fight, motherfuckers. Well, we already and had a deal. Uh, we already had, I was going to take half. I was going to not even take the full amount. I was going to take a certain portion because of COVID. Now you're going to have to pay me more, motherfuckers, yep. to come on your network again. I, I agree. That is a huge uh, fuck you. Yep. And for anybody who goes, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck, Jay? I thought you didn't like Canelo. Why are you on his dick now? Why are you saying he's the face of boxing? Look, look, I've given Canelo credit. I gave him credit when he beat Kovalev. I've given him credit. I've given him the man respect. Let's bet. Let's get that perfectly clear. Do I debate he's the face of boxing? Yes. And when I say he's yeah, the face yeah. of boxing, I'm only fucking repeating with you casuals or fucking saying, yo, he's a face of boxing, he's a face of boxing. He fucking isn't. He isn't. When you have to wait a half hour for a UFC main event to end, you ain't the fucking face. That, when, that I say, when I say, oh, my bomb, baby, let me, let me get my chest, let me get this <laughs> okay. on my chest. When I say he's the face of boxing, it's rubbing in your motherfucking dick divers' faces that y'all clamor to be that he's the face of boxing. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's more than one face in boxing right now. True. There are many faces in boxing. So until this guy gets back on pay-per-view and he starts producing the numbers and not even Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford, Tank, fucking anybody. Charlo. Charlo can do. Then he can't. He the hit that claim to the throne is not his. That claim to the throne is not his. Because there are many faces of boxing. Many. Mm-hmm. When you got NBA stars, professional athletes retweeting Stravante Tank Davis's fucking knockout win on Leo Santa Cruz. When you got people talking about the upset that Teofimo Lopez did. Till this day, they're still talking about it. It's been a couple weeks already. They're still talking about yeah. it right now. Still do. When you got other fighters being talked about outside of boxing, then your face of boxing is not. He's not the face of boxing, man. He's one of the guys that's the face of boxing. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that clear because I, I, I know, I know right away they were like, oh, look at Jay. He's jumping on his dick. Going, oh, I can't wait. Look, he's calling him the face of boxing. No, motherfucker. I'm, I'm doing what I, we do to Mr. Lou. We enticing you. We enticing you with that fucking word because I know it makes you guys cream your pants when I say shit like that. I'm saying when I say face of boxing, I'm just enticing you, motherfuckers. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. So be right. Continue. I'm sorry. No, I was about to mention. No, I, I, this is a good one, too, because I saw a meme where it said that can we all now stop talking about how Canelo is the biggest paid athlete, whatever, something like that. He had the biggest contract, you know, better than Floyd. I saw that meme. That shit was funny, by the way. Hey, what? I don't mean to rub it in, but that was a funny meme. <laughs> I mean, how many fights did he even do on his contract? Two? Three? Uh, I think three. One with uh, Rocky Fielding, right? That was his first one. The second one was against uh, Daniel Jacobs. And the third one was against uh, Kovalev, which happened last year. Three fights. And three out of the three, out of 11. I felt... Right, out of 11. And out of the three, to me, what because you mentioned about how like the fights didn't feel like a pay-per-view, the one that kind of came close was the Jacobs fight. Even though they didn't promote it very well, that was the only fight I can say, like... That was a pretty good pay-per-view caliber of a of a fight. It's just yeah. they didn't they didn't promote it very well. But yeah, three fights. Out of eleven fights, three fights. Eleven though. fights. 
Imagine if imagine if Floyd in his six fight contract with Showtime going, I don't want to fucking fight. I don't want to fight. I want out my contract. <laughs> I want out. <laughs> they would have called him the dumbest fucking fighter. You got guaranteed money. You walking away. Right. He does it. He's free. He's free. Padana again. You know, all respect to Canelo. I hope, like I said right now, you leaving Golden Boy, you leaving the zone, you have your career in your own hands. The same criticism we gave the zone, the same criticism we gave Golden Boy, we're going to give Canelo when we don't get the fight that he thinks he should be fighting. Mm-hmm. Because you're in control now. You're the boss. We're not blaming Oscar. We're not blaming the zone. We're blaming you. This might and be I, maybe early. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. Go. No, no, I was about to say, this might be maybe early, but let's say um, whoever he fights next, most likely, of course, Smith or um, what's the other guy's name again? Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant, right? Let's say he fights one of them. He wins regardless, right? He wins. Who's the next pony you want to see? Now, which are the fighters or maybe maybe one fighter you can name up that you're like, I hope he negotiates and makes that fight happen. I think we got to know what kind of what kind of. Uh free agent he is where is he gonna sign True. To? like like how can i say uh, look at mikey mikey's a free agent but he's exclusively gonna be doing fights on i think of the zone right if i'm not mistaken uh so i mean he said it was a handshake deal okay well i mean what regardless is it gonna be like mikey look at mikey mikey had a couple fights on showtime he had a fight on fox and then he had a fight on the zone he literally mm-hmm. fought on all three networks yeah is that gonna be canelo's thing where canelo goes whoever he goes, hey, guys, I want to fight on May, on Cinco de Mayo weekend. I'm fighting Cinco de Mayo weekend. It don't matter the opponent. I'm fighting. Who's bidding for my fight? What network wants me to be on their network? Who? Who? And it's gonna be a, is it going to be a bidding war between ESPN, Fox, Showtime, and The Zone? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Because I know that the original deal he had with HBO was he wasn't, a, he wasn't an HBO fighter. HBO just bid for the fights. Oh, okay. HBO got the bid, so like, all right, we'll pay for the we'll pay for the the rights to have this fight here on this network. All right, cool, fuck it, let's go here. That that was always hmm. the case. Is is that I would I were going back to that instead of having these network fights, or, um, you know, only fights? Are we gonna have it to where Canelo's now like, all right, cool, open, I'm open for bid. Who's bidding for my fight against Callum Smith, Caleb True Plan, uh, so and so, or here and there? Where, I mean. Is that, is that going to be the thing? We don't know yet. We don't know the fucking details of his new freedom. Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, my bad, guys. My, my allergies are fucking mm-hmm. acting up with all the fucking wind. <laughs> so my nose and stuff. So I, it gets me time. It get, I have a hard time having to breathe right now. So don't we notice? Um, there'll be some silent moments here. I'm taking a breather. Yeah. All right, but let's keep moving. We're still talking to Canelo. We're talking about Golden Boy now. You said the meme showed up a sinking ship. B-Ray. What happens to Golden Boy? They still got Ryan Garcia. I don't know for how, for how long. Because Ryan Garcia is a gold, right. is a Canelo fucking stablemate. And he's had some problems with Oscar too. You got Virgil Ortiz, Jaime Munguia. Munguia. Uh, who else is on the who's on who else is under their stable right now? But who out of all the names I just mentioned is gonna is gonna keep Golden Boy afloat? Who I I, I don't know, but. So far, it, it sounds like they're putting the weight a bit more on Ryan Garcia. You think so? You think they're going to deep um, not debate? You think they're going to dedicate more time on Ryan Garcia? Yeah, and here's why. And this, this is just because of a of, of a good judgment. So bear with me here. It's very simple, right? It's the same thing with Canelo, right? 
good-looking guy. He's young. He's talented. Out of those three, a lot of people are really pointing to Ryan Garcia. A lot of people are saying, well, Garcia kind of has a look. The stupid followers he has. Five million followers, Beer. Five million followers. There we go. You see? So I get the impression they're gonna <laughs> they're going to focus a bit more on Ryan Garcia. <coughs> to say, like, this guy is the next that. golden boy. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I can see Ryan going up like I'll t- I'll take the reins here. I'll I'll be your face. I'll be your face. But mm-hmm. he's untested. We've talked about this. We haven't seen him tested yet. We haven't oh, seen him. Man. Yeah. We're, nope. I mean, we're gonna see him. We were gonna see him December fifth. It was just reported this week that Luke Campbell tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. He's in quarantine. The rumor yeah. is that De La Hoya is staging this fight on December nineteenth. I was about to mention hap- that. With happens to be the same date that is being rumored. Uh-huh. Of Canelo's return. Yep. Now we know who Eddie Ray also is not going to go and Ryder Garcia's corner for the Luke Campbell fight. No. He's going to go to Canelo's corner. Um, I don't give a fuck how many followers Ryan Garcia got. No one's tuning the fuck in. If nobody was going to tune in December fifth to watch him fight Luke Campbell, for fuck for 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 sure they're not going to see him December nineteenth <laughs> if Canelo's fighting. Your thoughts? It's just so far, yeah. It sounds like they're always doing it purposely just to you know shove it in, in Canelo's face just to compete with him, I, I guess. But I don't believe this fighting December 19. I don't think that's happening. I do believe they're gonna postpone it to 2021. Who is the which fight? Which fight? Oh, the, no, the Garcia fight versus uh Campo. You think so? Do you think they'll I, do it? They'll do it because. Ryan's not gonna want to, or do you think because they might let they want Luke Campbell to you know take his time because he just got COVID? Yeah, I think that's why. I mean, I I, I would think that's the right reason, right? You would want to be one hundred percent. You want to be clear first, then to see like, all right, what's the you know what other thing we can do it. That's how I'm seeing it. They're gonna postpone it. They're gonna wait until like, all right, this guy is clear, he's good. You know, he doesn't have the Rona no more. All right, then let's reschedule. I can see that, but. I mean, go to my mind, push it like, no, no, hey, look, he's clear. He's clear. He's in the clear. He has it tested. Ryan, let's do it. Let's get it done. Let's get your face out there right now. You haven't fought since, I don't know, uh, the one that I was thinking. Uh, was it February? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. There we go. Yeah, that's the last time you fought. You know, let's get you back in the ring, kid. You know, you're the new face. You know, we want to put you out there. Is he going to do it? Is Ryan gonna really going to do it? I mean, let's be honest, like we that's said. That's a good question. Eddie Reynoso and his team are not going to be in Ryan's corner. And his biggest fight. Does Ryan say, nah, let's postpone this. Oscar, let's postpone this till next year. Like, I, I I don't feel right. Or, nah, fuck that. Let's do it. I'm going to fuck. Who's in my corner? I can do this. <laughs> I'm the Flash. You know? What do you think, B-Ray? Like, to me, I think you're right. I think they should postpone it to next year because your biggest fight against Luke Campbell and you don't got your head trainer in your corner because guess what? He's not going to be in your corner. Let's be honest. He's not. I mean, yeah, your, if it's gonna dad, happen the same day, Ryan's dad uh-huh. is in his corner, but that's different, though. I mean, you've been yeah. under the Eddie Reynoso, and you're going against a very good fighter that's actually been a two time title challenger. Mm-hmm. Gave Lomachenko a little bit of problems. Who get who was in a two fight, uh, two fights against Linares. This is a, a, a capable fighter that you don't just walk in there thinking you're just gonna bomb it, you're gonna bomb him. You're gonna need your team. And guess what? Your team's going to have to split up. 
you're gonna have to stay with the B side team while the A side team goes and does their thing in Texas. <laughs> so yeah, because uh, his trainer can't be you know two places in one. You know he's not fucking he's, Fred Flintstone here. Come on. Well, especially that this fight's taking place in London and the, the right fight there we go place in Texas. I mean unless in Texas. Unless there's a fucking plane that's going to ship Eddie Reynoso, I mean, fly Eddie Reynoso <laughs> to Texas to be there, I doubt it. I Eddie. doubt it, too, yeah. So you think Brian Garcia is going to be the face of boxing for um for Golden Boy? That, that's going to be their boy? I think that's going to be their boy. You don't think? As long as he stays there. I was going to say Jaime Munguia. They can build Munguia up saying, oh, look, Canelo, Canelo left because he was afraid of Munguia. We always, <laughs> we always knew he was afraid of Munguia. He never wanted this fight. We always threw him. Hey, Golden Boy can actually build that fucking reputation and be like, you know what? We always wanted to do um, Canelo, Munguia, but Canelo never wanted it. Now we know why, because you know Munguia. Munguia's a hard puncher. Canelo don't, mm-hmm. can't take his punch. Build that fight up. Yeah, it, it can too. They might, but um, it's just my my judgment is they're leaning a bit towards a little bit on Ryan. Would you say that? Would you? Would you? Would your thought be different if Munguia blew out the other, um, uh, blew out his blew out his opponent, like literally just to, to destroy him? Would you have thought your thoughts be different? The same. Same. Okay. The same. Yeah, I'll be the same. Because again, um, right? Again, just they'll always give me that impression that he he probably looks at him and goes again, just like with Canelo. He probably he's probably thinking this motherfucker reminds me of me. The girls are coming to see him. Just like they did to me. That's another reason why I'm I'm judging it just based on that that they're gonna do it on Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I I can see that. Like I said, right? I, can see, I can see Ryan. Mm-hmm. He has the looks. He has the he has the social media backing. But you know, he only has those two. Like the boxing wise, there's so many questions for him. So many questions, exactly. So you're gonna literally build that on well, my my. I would build my my fight my promotion under Virgil Ortiz. That's another good talented fighter. I would build my stable. I would mm-hmm. literally build my stable around that guy. Mm-hmm. I he's agree. A, he's a he's a he's a welterweight. You know, and then in the next couple of years, you know, guys like oh, Amy, yeah. Teofimo, Ryan are going to move up. They're going to have to face this guy. So I think that Virgil Ortiz would be that guy. Mungia, I, the only reason you get Mungia because he has that Mexican following. Yeah. Ryan, like you just said, he's good looking, you know, like no homo. He's good looking. <laughs> uh, he has the social media fucking followers around him. But boxing wise, we still have, well, there's more questions than answers we have on this kid. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of hard to build it, but I can see you, I can see your point, and I'm going to agree on that. So we yeah. move forward. So not, so last Saturday night on PVC on Fox, the former two-time title challenger, Luis King Kong Ortiz, came back and challenged uh I forgot the guy's name. And me too. Jesus. His Christ. titties were, you know, they were, you know, hanging out, but yeah. His titties were hanging out. Is this what you just said right now? His titties? Yeah. This man said his titties were I can't find the name. But Luis Ortiz. I don't won. know his name. Luis Ortiz. First round. First round knockout. B Ray. The after the after the win, the rumor is. That he wants to fight Andy Ruiz. What are your thoughts on that? Love that fight. I think we mentioned it. I heard it this year. I love that fight. I hope that fight does happen. Well, Andy Ruiz needs to get his comeback fight first, which was yes. against Chris Ariola, right? 
Which, yeah, I also heard about that. Yep. It's another good fight. I love that. I think it's a good fight. fight. I think it's Mm -hmm. a good fight for both guys. You know, more Ortiz. I'm watching that 46 minute, 46 second fight. I'm sorry. Seconds. Yeah. Was there anything that you got out of that fight? I mean, like, he got destroyed by Wilder. He was, he was winning in both fights, but, you know, he got clocked. Yeah. Is there anything in that in that fight that you can take, like, he's still a threat in the heavyweight division? Or is it more of, like, well, he did what he was supposed to do against that type of caliber opponent? Uh, that's the impression I got, yeah. Yeah, of course, he looks strong, like, always in that fight. But, like you said, in those 46 seconds, I, I didn't see very much. Yeah, that's the impression I got. He was supposed to be in there and knock him the fuck out. No, I uh, I saw a fight. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't see anything. I want to see him back again. Would I want to see him against Andy Ruiz? Yes and no. Because I, I, I thought about it. I want to see Ortiz against Usyk. That's another good one. I think I want to see that fight. I think that's, that's a good the, one. That is a fight for Usyk. Not not Man. Andy Ruiz. Usyk. Damn. Usyk versus Ortiz. I think it's a good fight. Both guys. And then, you know, uh, Ortiz is a heavy guy, but he's good on his feet. He can box. Mm -hmm. Usyk, we saw what he can do against a guy who's, you know, outweighing him, who's rugged. But what are you going to do against a guy that can box? Because let's be honest, Anthony Joshua doesn't have that size. And we saw him box and release for 12 fucking rounds. Yep. So I think that'd be a good barometer. I know people are like, well, Joshua's on a fucking southpaw. I get he's on a southpaw, but he'll be fighting. He'll be out, out there boxing for 12 rounds against a good master class boxer like Andrew mm-hmm. Ruiz, who's Cuban. So, I mean, the motherfucker was born box. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> so we move into the – so we're talking about the heavyweight division that we talked about last week. Deontay Wilder came out with his famous uh, speech about how he was poisoned. Well, not poisoned. He was, water was tampered. Yeah. Loaded glove gate or glove gate. All this stuff was talked about. Um, Tyson Fury came out and said, and I quote, Wilder's tried to bring my character down with this bullshit. If I, if I was like the rest of the world, I'd probably sue him for defamation. But I'm not really interested. He'll never get a shot. Never for what he has said. <laughs> B-Ray, your thoughts on Tyson Fury's comments. Hold on, I got another one. Yeah, I yeah. Think, uh-huh. I think he lost his marbles. First, it was a suit. Then it was his bicep injury. Then his trainer was on our team. Then the referee was against him. Then I had weights in my gloves. Now someone spiked his water. <laughs> Beer, your comments on Tyson Fury's two comments. I mean, he's every right to be pretty mad, but they have to say, oh, he'll never fight me. I mean, come on. It was on the contract, buddy. If it was on the contract, I guess I can understand it, but that was on the contract, man. But it was an expired contract. Yeah. The contract expired. There's nothing left. But mm-hmm. I was listening to Boxing Ego. They're, uh-huh. suing, they're suing Tyson Fury. Damn. Really? They're suing Tyson Fury. Yeah, they're suing Tyson Fury. Because the contract expired not because Deontay Wilder refused to fight him. Not because Tyson Fury refused to fight him. It's because, according to Bob Arum, it was that he was advised that the December 19th fight shouldn't happen because there's going to be sports that day. There's going to be college football. There's going to be NFL matches happening that day. And they don't want to take the attention away from this big pay-per-view. So this doesn't make sense to put it against the NFL and NCAA. Uh Uh-huh. 
<laughs> so both parties agreed to do this. Well, according to, I think, Bob Aram, they both agreed. They both were told, let's do the fight until 20, early 2021. That's when Fury said, no, because of my mental state, because I've, I'm already training, I want to fight now. And so according to Tyson Fury's team and Bob Aram's team, because neither party could agree to fight, and the contract expired after December, then there's no fight. Ty, um, Deontay Wilder's team is saying, no, 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 we still had a contract. We, we were cool to fight. You were good to fight. It was the network that didn't want to fight. So that means we, oh, we have to extend this a little longer. Mm-hmm. So now they're taking this to litigation. My God, this is ridiculous. So, they, so Tyson Fury has two options. Mm-hmm. He can either vacate the title and say, I'm not going to fight you. Here's your title back. And maybe, <laughs> that, maybe that'll be enough for Wilder. Or this shit gets dragged into court and we don't know how long it's going to happen. Or third, Fury, Fury might be like, fuck it, let's just give him the fight. I, can, I took him out the second time. I can take him out the third time. Let's give him the fucking, <laughs> let's give him the fucking fight. Let's get, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Which, yeah. Because according, according to, to reports, Tyson Fury doesn't want to fight Wilder next year. Not because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight him because he feels that's going to jeopardize his fight against the, um, Anthony Joshua in the spring. Again, wow. that's according. That's again. That's of course, if Anthony Joshua gets past Pulev. Yeah, it True. all depends on that. Because Pulev doesn't want to fight Fury next year because then that's going to interfere with his two fight matchup against um, Anthony Joshua in twenty twenty one. What are your thoughts? Oh man, it's just, it's just they make it. They're they're making it very complicated. And I mean, I know Fury wants that undisputed fight now with Anthony Joshua. But, oh, man, it, it's just, to me, I, I just feel like it sucks that they can't, they really can't put the differences aside. But when all this shit's happening, it's going to be very difficult. While there's accusing, you know, Fury of cheating, it, it disappoints me. Basically, as I'm trying to say, this shit kind of really disappoints me. It, it's disappointing and sad and also very embarrassing for the sport. For yep. us to be saying this, like, oh, they're going to sue each other. Oh, they're talking about expiration. Like, dude, just do the fight. Um, I talk, like I said, look, you know, I feel that Wilder's right. Not about the cheating. I'm not, I'm not condoning Wilder's statement about loaded gloves, about spiking of the drink. I'm not into that. I'm not condoning it. I felt that was pathetic. I felt that was very low of a character that we thought that uh, Wilder had. But he was right about be a man in your word and give me your shot. I gave you a shot. Give me a, give me my shot, which is true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you said, a couple of years ago, we all wrote off Tyson Fury. We wrote him off. Even I was on the show writing him off saying, come on, dude, this guy's out of fucking shape. He's a cokehead. He's a drunk who's clan, who's still holding on to this lineal fucking belt. What the fuck? <laughs> Wilder told him, get your shit together. He did the rambling cult, got his shit together, came back, and they fought the first time. You know, there was no rematch clause because it was a draw. Wilder, which we come to find out now, could have taken a fight against um, Joshua, decided, no, I'm going to give you the rematch because you know what? I don't like people saying that you beat me in the first fight. So he gave him a rematch. 50-50 split. Didn't have to. Did it. Didn't have to, yeah. And he won. Fury won. Okay. There, you know, the there is legal documents that said they were supposed to fight in, in July at the pandemic hit. It wasn't... Well, no, no, I'm sorry. 
So Bully Fury uh, Wilder had a, a bicep injury, and mm-hmm. then the pandemic hit. So we postponed it until October. But then the pandemic even hit us harder, yeah. so we postponed it to December. And then for whatever reason, it got postponed one more time, and then we did it for December 19th. And now, indefinitely, the fight's not happening. Now this fight's happening in court. It's sad. It's pathetic. It makes the, it makes the boxing world look stupid because while we're out here bickering amongst each other, we could, uh, we could be watching... Well, while they're bickering, I'm sorry, not we, because I'm not part of the Tyson Fury team, no Wilder team, but as <laughs> they're bickering, we're right here reporting this, and UFC's out there making big fights against big fighters and growing their fucking sport larger than ever before. Well, we're out here debating who is right, who's wrong, did Fury cheat, did he not cheat, should Fury give him a rematch, a third fight, should he not mm-hmm. give him a third fight? How pathetic is that? It's very fucking pathetic. Again, that's what disappoints me. It's it's disappointing to me. It's disappointing, and I'm assuming the boxing fans also think it's fucking disappointing. But it is what it is, my friend. Yeah, fucking stupid. It is what the fuck it is. All right. So, oh, one more topic about heavyweights, and then we move on to the next topic, which will be the last one before our prediction episode. Up uh, the WBC, who's known for being innovative? They're the innovators of fuckery. When I say innovators of fuckery, I'm talking about. The franchise belts. I'm talking about the interim belt. I'm talking about the belt of the belt of the belt belts. They're the belts, man. They announced last night or yesterday that they're thinking about creating a new division. The name of the division? See the name? Bridgerweight, something Bridger. like that. Bridger. Bridgerweight. Bridger. Bridgerweight. Yeah. Who was, who was a guy who was a young boy who saved his sister from being attacked by a dog. Now, not cute. Cute. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really cute. I'm not. Of course. Yeah. Mean the child. We're not. We're not here. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. We're not. I am ridiculing the, the fucking division. Exactly. We now for years, they've been talking about making another division. Well, oh, we're going to make the super middleweight, the super heavyweight division. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Hold on. I'm trying to look for. There you go. We're going to do it. Because there's so much of a of a discrepancy in, in weights, you know, all these weight, you know, these fighters are overweight and, you know, they're not giving anybody a fair chance to, to fight and blah, blah, blah. They said the weight limit would be t- between 200 to 224. So this would be cruiserweight then. Basically, right? This would be super cruiserweight. The super cruiserweight division, not, well, bridgerweight. I think it's Thank pathetic. You. I think it's another reason why our sport is being ridiculed because we got too many fucking titles, too many fucking divisions. Yeah. Now, let me take a sip of this water real quick because I'm going to go on another ramble rant. Number rant. I guess my only rant very quickly. That's fucking bullshit. More more weight classes. Of course, more money. That's full of shit. Fuck you guys. That's what I got to say about that <sighs> weight class. All right. So when I decided to put this topic on the list, I said, how am I going to explain myself and why? Because I know the fans. The fans, well, 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 Jay, all these fighters are coming overweight. Tyson Fury came in at 200 and something pounds. Deontay Wilder came light. You know, how is that fair? Luis Ortiz came in at 241 when the, in the first Ortiz, in the first Wilder fight, Wilder came in at 210. He outweighed him. He outweighed him. We need a division to, to set aside these, 
these weight class is they're they're there for a reason. And I, and I'm and I'm making fun of the fan that I actually think is actually listening. And I would say you were right. But like Roger Mayweather said, rest in peace, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit about boxing. <laughs> and I said, how can I articulate this? How can I articulate this? How can I verbally assault this person that I'm mythically arguing with? Because I, I mean, I'm mythically because we don't know what the I'm mythically, but imaginary arguing with, with a fucking fan. Dan Refio. Not a big fan of his article sometimes. Not a big fan of his opinions. Wrote something <laughs> Wrote something on Twitter. And I fucking saved it and I fucking loved it because this was basically summed up what I thought and I wanted to relay. So this person put, to be fair, modern heavyweights are giants. Again, I repeat, modern heavyweights are giant. 200 pounds versus 217 pounds is stretching it. If you want less, get rid of some of the smaller divisions and let them make something for the big guys. So this guy is a, a for another division. Mm-hmm. Dan, who's an encyclopedia of boxing, put heavyweight title fights. And he put down a list. David Hay versus Nikolev Valuev. David Hay weighed 217 pounds. Nik- Nikolev Valuev weighed 316 pounds. Talk about that giant motherfucker, right? Yes. I remember him. Oh Tyson Fury. So I mean Deontay, I mean David Hay, David Hay won. Chris Bird versus Jamil McLean. Chris Bird weighed 214. Jamil McLean weighed 270. Chris Bird won. Evander Holyfield versus Riddick Bow. Two. Evander weighed 217. Riddick Bow weighed 240. Holyfield won. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury won. Wilder weighed 212. Fury weighed 256. It was a draw. Dan puts at the comment, I can go all fucking day. He does. Roy Jones, 193. Roy Jones versus John Ruiz. Roy weighed 193. John huh. Ruiz weighed 226. Roy Jones won. Evander Holyfield versus George Foreman. Holyfield weighed, I mean, yeah, Holyfield weighed 208. George Foreman, 257. Holyfield won. Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz won. Wilder weighed 214. Ortiz weighed 241. Leon Spinks versus Muhammad Ali. One. Leon Spinks weighed 197. Ali weighed 224. Leon Spinks won. In the heavyweight division, I've always said, one punch can end it all. One punch can end it all. That's, that is true. But sometimes skills pay the bills. And usually uh, yep. in the smaller weight classes. Here, it's mostly if you can avoid if you can avoid getting hit by that big fucking left or right hand from a heavyweight, you can pretty much win. Is there a need for another division, a lower heavyweight division or a higher super middleweight division? I say no. 
nobody was saying nothing when a guy like Deontay Wilder at 212 pounds, well, 210 to 224, well, 212. So basically, Wilder always walks in around 210, the highest 214. Nobody was saying there should be weight classes for heavyweights when Wilder was knocking out motherfuckers twice as big as him. Nobody was saying shit when guys like Evander Holyfield was who was moving up from cruiserweight to heavyweight was fighting toe-to-toe with these heavyweights. Nobody said a goddamn thing when Roy Jones basically masterclass a heavyweight in John Ruiz. At best, we wanted to continue to fight a heavyweight. So there is no need for more weight classes. No. If you got the power and you got the skill, at heavyweight, I mean, that you can compete. Because Wilder can knock out pretty much anybody in this fucking division if he wanted to, regardless of fucking size. Mm-hmm. We saw him do that to Fury. And Fury came in at 256. So, and we saw what happened. He laid him out and he almost lost that fight. Only the gracious of God woke that man up. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there's a need for another division. It's no, already watered to. down as it is. Is there a need for a heavyweight divi- another heavyweight? No, there isn't. Like I said, if you, can, if you got the skills to box for 12 rounds, if you got the intestinal fortitude to box for 12 rounds, if you got the power in that division... They, there's no need for another division. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Dan Raphael painted out the disparity, the, the, the difference between size. The difference between size. Chris Bird was a guy who should have been in a cruiserweight but fought at heavyweight, defended the title, and fought guys like Jamil McCline, who was way. Chris Bird came in at 214 and fought Jamil McCline, who weighed 270. And box Jamil McCline. Evander Holyfield came in at 208 and fought 12 hard rounds against, at that time, arguably arguably one of the biggest punchers at heavyweight at that age at 257. For fuck's sakes, Deontay Wilder weighed a fucking 197. I'm sorry, 214, and he fucking fought Ortiz to 241. Come on. I'm sorry about that guy. We had technical difficulties, technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, last thing, like I said, there's no need for fucking uh, another heavyweight division weight class. These guys can handle the fucking weight. We, this has been the, the heavyweight division, one of the longest fucking divisions in boxing. Nothing's changed. It shouldn't change. Mm-hmm. Now, in regards to the smaller weight classes, I think we need to condense those motherfuckers down. I think there is. I think you need to condense them. But let's move on to the next one. So last Saturday night, Devin Haney, Yuri Yerkes Gamboa. Be real, we were both fucking wrong. This fight did not go short that we thought. <laughs> no, he did not. Devin Haney went 12 full rounds with Yuri Yerkes Gamboa. Be real. What were your thoughts on that shit? Uh, you know what? Let me tell you on this, man, because I, I'm pretty sure people are probably expecting to say you know what other people are saying i don't know if you've been reading it but once i saw the fight i pretty much knew what was i was going to read on social media and i was fucking right you, you know so some of these boxing fans are fucking predictable 
to me, I thought that even though he didn't make the impact that he wanted it to, he got the job done. So the fight wasn't great. It wasn't exciting, right? That I will say. It wasn't exciting. But David Haney got, got the job done. I don't know how many. I'm pretty sure a lot of people had him win almost every round because he pretty much dominated him. He pretty much dominated Gamboa. So he got the jobs done. You know, a win is a win. And that what I saw. But I just know, and I was right. I go on social media and I'm seeing a lot of people saying, this guy is just boring. He doesn't deserve to fight the top fighters, you know, at, at his uh, at his, uh, his division. It was, it was nothing. The guy's full of shit. I was reading some of that. The guy ain't nothing, really. And I'm over here like the guy, the guy, he did what he was supposed to do. He got the win. He was supposed to be there and win. But of course, since we're seeing guys like Lopez and Tank putting on a performance and everyone talking about them, everyone expected that about David Haney. I, I did too, of course. I would lie to you if I said no. I expected but since I didn't see that, I wasn't going saying this guy's shit. He's not that good. David Haney's pretty good. And I think people still forget the guy's young. I think he's going to turn 22, I believe, this month. The, the kid, right? Or 24, right? Yeah, some, some, he's, somewhere around there. Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kids young, the, the kid's young. So basically, I'm trying to say, I, I don't want to talk shit about this kid because he's still young. He's still learning. He got the win. And no, he didn't. Again, he didn't make an impact, but he got the win. And... To me, I kind of laugh. I don't know if you agree with me, but I laugh at some, some of the comment when the commentators were saying that Ryan Garcia made a comment saying, I mean, it's it'd be nice to fight David Haney, but what did he say? I forgot the word, but he said something about like, but I wouldn't like to fight him because he'll kind of like box me to death, something like that. Oh, he's Brian Garcia apparently said, I want to get in the ring and got like Tank Davis who could possibly knock me out in first round. I love that danger. And they were both saying, he probably has a point. He's not a marketable fighter. Guys like Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, and Lopez are marketable fighters. And they were literally saying, David Haney's not a marketable fighter. So, to me, the fight was all right. He didn't make a huge impact, but he got the win. And again, the kid's young. The, the kid's young, yeah. Um, I wasn't impressed by the... Uh, right? I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't impressed. I'm going to say that. I wasn't impressed with the, with the fight. And then maybe because of my mentality that he's going to go in there, he's going to make a statement, he's going to knock this guy out. You know, York, your York is Gamboa isn't really the same fighter. We, we kind of were kind of like, we were not giving him credit. But Gamboa went in there, survived. He did. You know, he wasn't going to go in there and be the sacrificial lamb that we thought he was going to be. Um, you're right. A win's a win. Mm-hmm. But we said it last Saturday, last week. He needed this win to make a statement. He needed yeah. to put himself in the same list with. Tiafimo Lopez with um, Tank Davis. He did it. He got the win. It may not may it may have not been the most prettiest win, but he got it. Mm-hmm. Um, the comments that Ryan said, I wouldn't want to fight because I don't want to get boxed to death. Something like that. Yeah, I forgot the word. Whatever it is. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Look, you're right. People aren't gonna want to watch a 12 round boxing match unless it's beautiful. A beautiful boxing mm-hmm. match, like master class. Yeah. Last Saturday night's fight with Gamble was not a beautiful boxing match. No. It was it, it was an ugly fight. And and sometimes styles styles make fights, and sometimes styles don't make don't make the don't make fights. Fight. Yeah. That Saturday night's Gamble style made David Haney style look trash. Because we've seen I've seen fights where 
Specific styles for David Haney. He looks good. Flashy, speed, power. You can tell if he if he actually picked up the pace, he can get rid of the guy. I know that uh, Sergio Moore was saying if he put, if he picks up the pace, he could probably get rid of this guy. You're right, but we're not in the ring to see what he's seen. He must have saw something, felt something. Better safe than sorry. You think smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. So wins a win, but it also kind of kind of puts you out there where like. I don't think he's going to do well against Tank. I don't think he's going to do well against Team Teofimo Lopez. I don't think he's going to do well against Ryan. Why? Because he won? Did he won ugly? A win's a win, bro. A win is a win. Mm-hmm. Tank Davis looked ugly against Fonseca before he knocked. Tank Davis had an ugly fight against Yuri uh, Yorkis Gamboa before he knocked him out on the 12th. But the knockout made it, made, made it, I would even make it, made it up for everything, apparently. Yeah. Teofimo Lopez, before he fought Richard Comey, had an ugly fight and he won. Sometimes you need these ugly fights. I think he was win. Japanese, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one Japanese fighter. Yeah. To me, Devin Haney needed this fight. I think maybe Devin Haney was walking in with the mentality of like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to knock this guy out. I'm going to put my name out there with these guys. I'm going to show them why I am a threat, why I should be made serious. You did it. And the casual fans are walking who tuned in last Saturday to be like, oh shit, I want to see what this guy's about. I want to see if he's if he if he's capable of knocking out Ryan, if he's capable of fucking knocking out Tank, if he's capable of knocking out Teofimo Lopez. These casuals came out saying, Man, this guy ain't shit. He ain't nobody. He's all hype. Devin Haney's good. He just fought a shitty fight. A ugly <laughs> fight. I'm sorry, not shit. He fought an ugly fight. Hopefully his next performance is better. But if I'm Ryan, I'd shut the fuck up because you know what? Styles make fights. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to look against Luke Campbell? All this, I wouldn't want to fight David Haney. Whether that was a comment or not, but I found that offensive. Well, I wouldn't want to fight David Haney because I don't want to get boxed for 12 rounds. Motherfucker, what happens if you need a box for 12 rounds and it's the most ugliest fucking fight? Because guess what? Everyone's expecting this kid to go in there and obliterate fucking Luke Campbell. And if he doesn't, what is he going to do? You're going to have to rely on that boxing skills. Exactly. Those boxing skills. You say you don't want to want to fight because you don't want to be in a 12 round fight. Something because guess what? Every fighter fights an ugly fight. Unless you got that tank Davis type power, you can switch it. Hey, then it makes like you said, it made up, made up for the ugly fight against Gamboa or, mm-hmm. But Devin did what he needed to do. Devin got the win. It is what it is. He moves on. Like I said, it when I I want to say the same thing I said for Teofimo Lopez. There's no need for him to be at one uh, one thirty five. Move up to one forty already. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. That's my take. That's my take on that. So moving on to the next. Oh, were you gonna say something? My bad. No, no. I, I was just gonna say that. Um, that that uh, yeah. It just it's just ridiculous how. They were, yeah, they were just basically just writing him off just because of that, because he just didn't look good. And everyone's just saying, well, I don't, yeah, again, I don't think he would do well with these type of fighters. I think out of all of them, uh, I think he would do well against Ryan. The rest is, we're like, oh, that's interesting. I would love to see that. I don't know what happens. It was Ryan. I, I still think he would knock him out, put him out. Look, made him look like shit so far. But I guess, but I did find it offensive with Ryan. Apparently what Ryan Garcia said, that was very stupid, I go. 
And I kind of, la- I don't know, I just kind of laugh at them. The, the commentator saying like, well, you know, they're, I, I agree with, you know, in a way, I agree with him. They said he wants to fight marketable fighters. Okay, the kid, Haney has, Haney has the look. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have the fucking style that, yeah. that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. That they're looking for. But like I said, his last couple fights, I think his last fight went to the decision, but he was beating the shit out of the guy. Yeah. Like, Devin Haney's won to the point where he's won convincingly, but also fashionably convincing. Yeah. This fight, he just won, but it did not look good. It's like eating a shitty dinner that looks like shit, but tastes good. <laughs> yeah. It tastes good, but it looks like the presentation was shit. That's what happened last Saturday. The presentation was shit, but it tasted good, though. He got the win. That's what that was. Yeah. That's what it was. And for people like, oh, I don't think... You don't, we don't know how the fuck it's going to be. We don't no. know how, how shit's going to pan out. These are just what if. These are hypotheses we're going through. Oh, he might look, he might look good against Brian. He might look bad. Styles make fights. We don't know how that shit's going to be. Mm-hmm. But before we, uh, we rank on him and talk shit, Hey, Tiafimo Lopez had a shitty fight. He looks he looks shitty. You have to have a shitty fight. Sometimes that humbles you. Some fights, some of these fights humble a fighter because they realize like shit, this is what happens when this is what happens when I when I believe my own hype. This is what happens when I try to walk in there thinking I can beat I can make a statement with this guy. You know, I think Teddy Ellis said something like that before the Lomachenko Lopez fight. He did say that. He said that that fight Lopez had against a Japanese guy, he kept saying, I think that was good for him. He said he needed that experience. So you mentioning that, it makes more sense too. Yeah. You need it. You need it. Mm -hmm. You need these type of fights to look bad. You need these type of rough fights. You need these ugly fights to actually make you believe, like, make you look back and be like, you know what? I need to work on this. Maybe I need to be, maybe I need to be a little bit more patient. There we go. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to pick my shots better. Maybe I shouldn't rush them. Maybe I shouldn't do. This. They need these fights. Some fighters do. Some fighters realize the mistake they made, and correct it, and they look better the next couple fights. Yep. Some fighters are like, nah, I don't need to. I, I, it was just, it was just an off night. It was just, an it was off just an off night. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't do shit, and they don't do shit, and they end up. But we'll find out with Devin Haney. Like I said, Tiafimo Lopez could, when he fought that Japanese fighter, could have been like, I was just an off night. It was just an off night. No, no, no. <laughs> they went back, they corrected it, and we saw what happened. We saw what happened. Uh, Gervonta Davis looks shitty against Gamboa. Still got the win. Look what happened. Moved his whole tra- entire training camp to Vegas. Basically trained nonstop in the Mayweather boxing gym under Mayweather's tutelage. We saw what happened. Yep. Devin Haney, needs- Devin Haney and his dad need to look back at the tape, saw what they did wrong. Hopefully they know what they did wrong. Correct it. Come back better. The only fighter we haven't seen that happen to is Ryan Garcia. So before he opens his fucking mouth, he needs to experience that type of fight. <laughs> yep. Or or if the fight gets ugly, he might be one of those fighters that end up losing and we end up finding out he's all hype. We don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. All right. So we move to the next topic, which is the welterweight division. We're getting close. We're getting close to December 5th. It's a couple weeks away. Yeah. The, but, um, hold on, I'm clicking it right now. My bad, my bad, my bad. Keith Thurman had a, a few choice words to say about Earl Spence, who 
like we talked about last week, said, Earl Spence needs to fight me or get the fuck out of the welterweight division. <laughs> Earl Spence said, who the fuck are you? Me and you debated on it. Not debate, but you gave our opinion, and most people yeah. agreed. But uh, here's uh, Keith Thurman's uh, words on Earl Spence. He's mentioned Errol, Errol Spence Jr. Um, he recently made comments to suggest he, he doesn't want to fight you. Do you think that's just trash talk? Or do you think he really doesn't want to fight you? I don't know. I mean, he's fighting my old opponents. He's fought, you know, I mean, I don't know why he doesn't want to fight me, you know. You can, um, it'd, be, it'd be an exciting fight. It'd be uh, one of the greatest uh, matchups of, of any year whenever it goes down. Um, I personally was looking forward to fighting him in 2020 because it was an Olympic year. Um, he was an, an Olympian. I was an Olympic alternate. Um, but coming with a um, loss from the Pacquiao fight, you know, no longer being champion, maybe he doesn't really um, have that much interest. Just mentioned Errol. I think the fans still have plenty of interest. Um, like I was saying on the IG, um, I was calling it a BL, a barely lost, you know, BL. Um, you know, and I still believe that I have everything that it takes uh, to come back in the ring as the number one welterweight in the world. So, you know, if the ball, you know, the ball will probably be in his court, but uh, I don't understand why he don't want to play ball, man. Let's play ball. You know, let's get in there. But I think this- Abby, what's your thoughts on Keith Thurman's comments? <laughs> laughable. You me laugh. Pretty laughable. Laughable to me. I mean, why is it laughable? I mean, he's fighting his leftovers. He barely lost against Pacquiao. You know, why not fight him? It's going to be one of the best fights of whatever year they fight. Why not? I Again, we talked about this. Again, he had... Who, who is Keith Thurman again? That's one, right? That's number one. And number two... He's a former welterweight champ. <laughs> former okay. welterweight champ, All right. sir. All right. Again, he, champ. He, he got spanked by Manny Pacquiao, right? And two, I'm it pretty sure. It was a sure. BL. It was a BL. <laughs> and Big I'm pretty ball. sure. <laughs> and I'm sure Spence Big is probably boss. thinking this too. I'm sure Spence is thinking of this. I'm sure he's all like, and also I'm setting myself up. Let's say if I do take this fight and I beat him, what credit would I get? I don't think Spence will really get that fucking credit. I think he will. I think he I don't will. think so. Dude, if he does a better job spanking him than Manny Pacquiao did, I think he does. I don't know why. I just hear a lot of people saying, oh, he's not the same. He's not the same Thurman that he was when he beat guys like Danny Garcia, Sean Porter. Like, I, I like to think that's what's going to happen. He probably sees that. To me, okay, to me, like I said, he was the top of the welterweight list. He was, yes. Okay, it was, it was, it was, it was Errol, Errol Spence, no, it was, I'm sorry, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, Keith Thurman, Manny Pacquiao. And Manny Pacquiao and Keith can be fl- can be flipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao spanked him and took him down the list. Sean lost to Earl. He goes down the list. The next, the next viable opponent is Danny Garcia's next. Keith is down in the bottom. Sean just fought. Sean has a win. Sean kind of easily fought Terrence Crawford this weekend and said it's not him. Keith could have fought this year put himself out there, fought one more time, and then possibly fight a rematch against Manny, which nobody wanted to watch. He mm. could have fought uh, uh, Earl, um, Earl Spence, maybe, depending if he beats Danny, 
or he can go fight Terrence Crawford, depending if he goes if he gets past Kell Brook. Keith yeah. is still in the mix. Don't get it twisted. He's still in the mix. But you're in the bottom of the list, though. Yep. Like I said, the three guys that were in the division, the three top guys in the division right now, Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. The next viable opponent is Danny Garcia. He made it there by winning. Sean is next in line. Keith hasn't done shit. Keith hasn't done anything. Keith needs to put something. We say it again. We said it before. We'll say it again. It's not what you have done. It's what you've done lately. What got Danny Garcia the win? That knockout of fucking uh, Adrian Ganados. That's what got him the fucking Errol Spence ticket. What was Keith Thurman's? Re- what was Keith Thurman's reason to get the Manny Pacquiao to get the Errol Spence fight? You just got spanked by a forty-two-year-old man. Exactly. It doesn't. It did not make financial sense, nor did not make pay- sense on paper for you to get a shot at the champ again. Mm-hmm. Now, if he barely lost to Manny, like he said, be out. Barely lost to Manny Pacquiao, like he said. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Keith. You lost. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> if he barely lost to Manny Pacquiao, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Give give him give him Merle. Give him Merle. But you lost to a 42-year-old fighter. You go down to the list. You go down the list, man. You have to you gotta climb your way back up to the mountain. And what have you done to climb back up? What have you done? That was his last fight against Pacquiao last year. Like I said, it's not what you've done. We get, we respect you. We we respect yeah. that you fought Sean. We respect that you fought Danny. We respect that you used to be the unified champ. We respect that. That no one's taking away from that. But you lost. You go down the list. It's not what you've done. It's what you've done lately. And what the fuck have you done lately? So what have you done to warrant yourself a fucking shot at the champ? What? What have you done? I, I'm, I'm still waiting for all the Keith Thurman, contingent, uh, Keith Thurman fans to come at us and say something. What have you done? I am too. <laughs> He's doing a good job keeping his name relevant in the division, but he hasn't done nothing in the ring yet. Like I said, he's done a good job keeping his name in, uh, in, the, in the division, but what the fuck has he done? That's my question there. That's, that's my question there. Mm-hmm. So for him mm-hmm. to say, well, he's fighting my leftovers. Is he right? Yes, he's, he's fighting his leftovers. They're doing a better job than you. <laughs> he did a better job than you fighting uh, Sean. Yeah. We're gonna see. Even, he, we're gonna see what he does to Danny. Which was funny. Remember, he was saying um, in that uh, Spence Porter fight, he kept saying like, "Well, yeah, yeah, he had a hard time with Porter." I mean, me and not really. I didn't have a hard time with him. Oh, fuck. Again, I don't know if he's taking too many fucking shots. I don't know what's up. <laughs> Remember, he said that. It's like, well, I didn't have a hard time with Porter. The fuck? The fuck are you talking about, Keith? But like I said, you haven't done anything lately, Keith. Why would Errol give you a shot? Exactly. The only reason I see... Okay. If Errol Spence gets past Danny Garcia, and I say if because we don't, I'm not giving my prediction, but it's, you know... The next guy in line, it's either Crawford or Pacquiao. I agree. Those are the next guys in line. Keith is not in line. Keith is not next in line. Okay, that let's get that simple. He's not mm-hmm. next in line. So let me move. So let me. I think that I saw a clip here. Hold on. No, I think it was the same one. 
I think we might have to go into the last topic then because that goes into the welterweight division. Yep. Yeah, because I thought I had an Earl Spence quote and I don't. But um, hey, we're talking about welterweight. We're going to it this Saturday night. We got the WBO welterweight champion fan against um, uh, Gail Brook. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cue the music. We're going to give you our picks. Here is our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. 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 So, Terrence Crawford, Kell Brook, 12 rounds with the WBO Welterweight Championship World live from Las Vegas on ESPN. B-Ray, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions? Overall, what do you think? I go with Special K, man, because he's special. No, no, look, no, 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 look, look. Oh, God. Where can I fucking begin with this, man? So Saturday night, yep. Crawford versus Kell Brook. And, of course, Kell Brook's looking pretty good. And, I mean, he's supposed to, right? He's supposed to look good. He's looking very good. He looks like he's in shape already. So he looks like, for sure, he's going to make 147. Which, now, which, which no one's ever accused Kell Brook of not yep. looking good in his fights. He looks in physical exactly. shape. Yep. Okay, so. yep, yep. Exactly, yes. So, now, also, I'm hearing this about how, like, you can't count out an old dog, man. This guy can make a comeback. And things like that, I, I understand. I'm like, you know what? You're right. This guy can possibly pull off the biggest upset this year for boxing. It's a possibility. But I don't fucking see that happening, man. I don't. This Saturday night, man, I, I do expect it to be a good, pretty good fight. And I, I know everyone, as a lot of people are saying, finally, for the first time, we're, finally, we're seeing an opponent that has a common fighting both Crawford and Spence. I've been hearing that a lot. I don't know about you. I've been reading that a lot. Finally, now they want, they really want to compare it, which I told you that's something they, what they wanted to do. They wanted to fucking compare because Spence got the 11th round. Now. Yeah. But you're talking knockout. about Kel Brook. He, he fought in 2017. We're in 2000. I agree. I totally agree. But that doesn't still, you know, doesn't stop people from going, Oh shit. What's going to happen now? Me. I, I'm not looking much at that because I guess you can say I'm writing this dog out. I'm really am. I don't expect this guy to get the victory. Kilbrook, I should say. Okay. I don't expect Kilbrook to win. I really don't. If he wins, goddammit, more power to you, buddy. It'll be a miracle. But I, this Saturday night, I see Terrence Crawford putting on a pretty good, pretty, pretty good fucking performance, man. Beating this guy. Now, what to go 12 rounds? I, I, you know what? I, I don't see it. I don't. I think Crawford eventually will put him down. What round? See, that's the question. Hmm. Now, I was so wrong about David Haney putting out Gamboa in the early rounds. What did they say? Four rounds? Now, I don't want to say the same thing. I honestly, I kind of do feel Crawford might put him out a little early. But if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? What if he does the same thing what Errol Spence did? What if it takes him almost the entire fucking fight, close to 12 rounds, and put him out? So, I can't give you a number. That's something I'll, I'll tell you. I cannot give you exactly what round it would end, but I just, I feel it. I feel a knockout. I feel Crawford will win by knockout. What round? I don't fucking know, man. I'm sorry. I can't give you a number. But I just see Crawford putting on a good fucking performance. I think this would be, I think this would be a good fight still. 
I think we're all going to agree that was pretty good. And Crawford got the victory by KO. Okay, so you got Crawford by KO. I got Crawford by KO. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Brooke has to be at his best to win this fight, man. Or you make it close. Will he do it? I don't know. My, I say no. My bet say no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Special K. The special one, the brownies. Um, <laughs> the brownies. I'm gonna give him some brownies. That was the worst English accent I got. But um, it really. <laughs> you know what? Kelbrook though, Kelbrook, and and I know people like I've been shitting on it. Like I said, I shit it on when they announced it. Like, oh, it's gonna be Kelbrook. Right. Again, top rank. Does such a good fucking job promoting. That was a good one. That I don't know what it's called. Yeah. That they promoted Kelbrook as a fucking viable threat to Terrence yep. Crawford's welterweight title. Like this yep. guy's gonna upset him if Crawford is not in his A game. Yep. Um, which could be true, but mm-hmm. I'm looking at Kelbrook's. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. Instagram page, Twitter. No, I'm look well, on Instagram. Like I said, he looks shredded. He looks good. He, he looks, looks good. Shape. Yeah, looks really in good shape. But like we said right now, no, no one can ever question. Kelbrook does not look good in shape. Yeah, doesn't look shape. It doesn't look like he's fight ready. I'm looking at his last couple fights. He, you know, he's won. He's fought at super welterweight three times already. He lost his only two win, two losses. I'm sorry, have been against Triple G when he decided to daring to be great when. When 2000, I'm sorry, when 2016 was the year daring to be great and he moved up and he got destroyed, bashed around by Triple G. He put up a good fight. He did. Then he got bashed up. And then a year later gets mauled by Earl Spence in the later rounds. Again, he put up a good fight. Kel Brook is a guy who puts on a good fight. And unless you're a guy who has the punching power of a Triple G, B-Ray, your prediction <laughs> of a KO early is out of the window on that one. Can no, Terrence, definitely. That's Terrence why I never Crawford, said it. <laughs> Terrence Crawford does not have one-punch knockout power. No. That's why I said early? No, I don't think so. Um, Is he an Errol Spence type of fighter? Mm, Errol Spence is the type of guy that, you know, a, a death by accumulation. I think Crawford is going to take the first couple rounds off like he usually does to kind of mm-hmm. get his get his rhythm going, get kind of enter the data in the computer when it comes down to his opponent. And as soon as he does, he starts making his work. Um, the only time I saw uh, Earl Spence start quick was against Amir Khan. But let's be honest, we don't <laughs> know why he started early against Amir Khan. Yeah. No, chinny, oh, chin, yeah. chin, chin, chin. Chinny, chin, chin, chin. Um, other than that, if you watch the, sorry, if you watch the, which I did see, I saw the Jeff Horn fight. It took him, you know, it took him a couple of rounds to get it, to get settled in the Benavides fight. Benavides was a one-legged fighter and it took him 11 rounds to finally get rid of this guy. I think this fight goes to distance. Damn. Does he get rid of him? Especially that rumor that's going on, but we'll mention it later. Don't worry. <laughs> Does he go the distance? No. I don't think he does. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he does. Too. I no. think he gets a late round stoppage as well, but I think it's a TKO. Um, 
the reason why I think this goes late is because Kel Brook, Kel Brook is good. Don't get me wrong. Kel Brook is a good he former, is. former welterweight champ, you know, and I'm going by his, I'm going by his most notable fucking fights, which is the Errol Spence fight, the Triple G fight, and the Sean Porter fight. He is a capable fighter. He's a sturdy, well, I don't know how sturdy he is. I mean, I didn't mention, but both Triple G and Errol Spence fucked up his sockets. One each. It. How much wear and tear is in uh, Kel Brook? We'll find out this Saturday. But Kel Brook is game. He's a, you, Kel Brook has the mentality as you got to kill me to beat me. Or you got to beat me to, to beat me. <laughs> like you literally got to beat the living shit out of me. Like my corner has to save me from myself type of uh-huh. mentality. So I think this is going to go in the late rounds. But I'm looking at Errol Spence's last fight against Mean Machine. And we made fun of it, dude. He didn't Nobody make- makes me bleed my own blood. Exactly. Nobody. <laughs> it, that mean, was attitude he had, yeah. When you're fighting guys like uh, Julius Ndongo, Jeff Horn, Ho- um, Jose Benavides, Amir Khan, Mean Machine, how motivated are you getting up on? The Mean Machine fight, he didn't look... I saw the fight last night. He looked unmotivated. He looked like another walk in the park. Like, All right, I'm just gonna... I'm just yep. gonna show up here and clock in i want to you know tap him and i'll get rid of him when i want to yeah his body language kind of read that a bit yeah it was only until he got a knockdown a bean machine got the knockdown which was like oh oh we're in a fight okay well (laughs) okay you're you're i guess you're gonna pose a you're um you're posing a challenge to me tonight okay cool let me let me get serious let me beat the shit out of you and he did Terrence Crawford has to have a zero-in mentality. He can't go in there going, well, fuck him, you know, uh, I can beat him. No, 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 you can't. You can't have an off day against Kell Brook because Kell Brook is there to be that guy. Now, I know that the rumor is, and Brie was going to talk about it, but I know the, the talk is that this fight is, is competitive because Bob Aaron put a rematch clause. Yeah, you hear me? He put a rematch clause for this fight. They don't mean shit. Terrence Crawford's going to take the first four rounds off. Kell Brook might have some moments, some flashes of competitiveness in, in the fight. But I think it's just Terrence Crawford chopping him down, chopping him down. And when he finally has that meat tenderized, he's going to put it away. Yep. He's going to put it away. I don't think this goes to this. I think he puts him away. His last... One, two, three, four, five fights have not gone, have not ended by decision. They all been TK or KO. Yep, that's what they're also talking about. And I think that's what's going to be. I think this fight goes the full 12 rounds, probably a late round stoppage. That's my thing. I don't think it goes a distance. I don't think Kell Brook, I don't think Kell Brook's eye sockets or body can handle it. I think we got to, we got to take into consideration <laughs> how much damage. Um, those Errol Spence, the Errol Spence like, Triple G fights took out of him. Like I said, after that, he's been on a three-fight win streak. He's won two fights by KO. He's won one fight by unanimous decision. Decision, I'm sorry. But like we mentioned in those early episodes, he didn't look good at any of those three fights, though. He didn't look yep. good. And I know mm-hmm. that I know people are like, well, he was, uh, you know, he, he was fighting above his uh, his natural division. I mean, yeah, but but still, he didn't look too good. Uh, in those three fights at super welterweight 
we're gonna see what how he does again. He looks good. He looks motivated. This I think this might be a good fight for um, Terence Crawford, but I'm not gonna give him the same credit because I'm not gonna put this as a comparison of Earl Spence. Because guess what, the Kell Brook that fought Earl Spence is a different Kell Brook that he's fighting. That Terence Crawford's gonna mm-hmm. fight. It's different. I think he was at his. Yeah, I think he was at his best, Kell Brook, when he fought Spence. Even though, yeah, he got beat by by Triple G. But I'm just like, hey, it was a middleweight. He got beat legit by a welterweight. And he was competitive against Earl Spence. like Very competitive. Let's be honest. He was competitive against Triple G. He was competitive against Earl Spence in both of those fights. In both of those fights, he was competitive. It's just the wear and tear his body took in those fights. Against Triple G, he was fighting a he was fighting a middleweight. Exactly. <laughs> he got the shit. He got the shit beat out of him. Skill wise, I think, I think skill wise, he was doing good. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, Triple G's powers, Triple G's power took over the fight against Earl Spence. It was the the war of nutrition. Spence Spence just Spence could have gone fifteen rounds that night if he wanted to. Yep. Cal Brooks' body just gave gave up on him. The eye socket. The body punching, it just gave up on him. So how much damage has he taken in those two fights? Like I said, the last three fights, he didn't look he didn't look good in my eyes. That's why I ridiculed this fight when they said Terrence Crawford is gonna fight him. Terrence Crawford could have fought Sean Porter. Terrence Crawford could have fought Keith Thurman. He chose Kel Brook. Kel Brook is an easy ticket. Kel Brook, Kel Brook is basically a steak dinner outside the Vegas strip. It it's cheap and it tastes good, and you got your money's worth. That's Kelbrook. Kelbrook is a nice steak dinner outside the Vegas Strip. You're getting you got what you paid for. With Kelbrook, you know what you're getting. Kelbrook is gonna come in. He's gonna make. He's gonna give Earl Spence a couple problems here and there. Like I said, they're gonna be moments. They're gonna be moments where Earl Spence. I'm mean, sorry, where Terrence Crawford. Is on the ropes. There are going to be a couple moments where uh, uh, Kell Brook counters um, Terrence Crawford pretty good, but that, that's that's all that that's going to be moments. Mm-hmm. When Crawford dials in, zeroes in, and he knows what he needs to do, then we're going to see the difference, and we're going to see what happens. And I, that's why I said later on stoppage. I think they're just going to have moments. Kell Brook's going to have moments. He's not going to win a fucking round. I think he's going to have moments. And I think when when Earl decides, I mean Earl, when Terrence decides to pull the trigger, he pulls the trigger. Yeah, that maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, so what it's, were your rumors? What were your thoughts? The rumor that's going around apparently is that this might be his last fight with Top Rank because apparently his contract with Top with Top Rank will expire in a few months, according to a source. Now. Since that rumor came out, now the speculations are, oh, shit, okay, maybe, I think it's best, if that's true, it's best that Crawford wins by knockout because he might get robbed with a, with a decision. Same way a lot of people felt Packett was robbed with the decision against Jeff Horn. You think so? What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? If it's true, um, if it's true that, yeah, that it is about to expire and he's not planning on, you know, re-signing, uh, it's yeah. I think it's safe that he wins by knockout. You never know. Oh, you never know. So if it's really true, if I'm Terrence Crawford, I'd be like, yeah, this is probably my last one. I'm not gonna be signed. Uh, just to be sure, I win by knockout. 
so I can keep my belt and then take that to where whatever promotion wants to go to most likely goes to PBC. But again, it's just speculation. These are just rumors. We no source had claimed said that this is this is true. So that's the rumor going out really right now. Okay, so it's all based on rumor like yourself. Okay, cool. Yeah, based on the rumor right now. But I, but I, but yeah, but I did wanted to keep that in mind. Like, this is the rumor going around. So yep. I I don't know, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to see a possible way, but I don't I don't see it. I don't see that situation. And, and the the Kelbrook fight. I mean, the Kelbrook fight was happening outside the U.S. It was happening in. It was a hometown cooking. If you want to, if you know, if people want to look at it like that, it was hometown cooking. <laughs> I don't know. I think like, I, either way. I, I think people people. Rest assured, I think Earl. I mean, Earl. I keep seeing Earl. But I think Terence Crawford wins by late round stoppage. I think he wins in the championship rounds. He stops him. So I think anybody that, that you know heard B Race being about the rumor is his contract about to expire, and you know there's fear that he might get screwed out, like Pacquiao get Jeff Horn. I mean, do your homework. Like I said, watch the watch Earl. Uh, watch Earl, watch Terence Crawford's last five fights. Watch Kell Brooks' last five fights, and then determine from there. Like I said, I think it's yep. gonna be a late round stoppage. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think. Uh, then we're gonna get a surprise. Maybe Kelbrook lands a flush shot that might might hurt or might stun uh, Earl um, Terrence Crawford. But I don't see anything really definitive that Kelbrook's gonna pull this one off. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see that. All right, so uh, Crawford came out and said he, his dream list is if I could fight any of these fighters and then walk away, it would be Manny Pacquiao number one. Earl Spence would be the right the fighter right after that. Danny and Keith. Those are his fights that he would like to fight before he retires. What's your thoughts on that, B Ray? Uh here's my thoughts, man. Pretty good list. Yes, those are those all the guys we want to see Crawford fight. Especially Pacquiao and Spence, right? So those are the guys, yes, we 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 all definitely want to see. Now, what kind of made me like, you know, I'll be like, wait, 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 am I the only one who didn't who didn't hear right? Did he not mention Sean Porter? That's just... I, that's what I was asking myself. Like That was kind of weird. Who knows? Maybe it's just me. But I feel weird he didn't mention Sean Porter on the list. Mm, I mean, it could have been a discrepancy. It wasn't maybe on purpose that he didn't mention him. I, I, that's my thought. I don't think he was like, oh, yeah. I didn't mention him. Maybe it could have been like a little discrepancy. Like, oh, well, I missed out. You know? Maybe. That's my thought. That's kind of my thought. Yeah. Maybe it was a little mm-hmm. discrepancy, but I think those are good fights. Um, Very good fights. Can they get made? I don't know. I think when we get, uh, I think when we finally decide to get over all this political bullshit, uh, promotions, networks, can this fight get done? I don't know. I'm hoping it can. Yeah, I think Manny Pacquiao, uh, Errol Spence. I think he, the top guys he'd fight is in that list correctly. It and add Sean Porter to the list. Why not? Right. Add Sean's the list. I say, why not? Can they get done? I don't know. It hasn't gotten done in the last five fights. Like I said, I just named nope. off. I just named off five opponents he's had. You know, you know Jose 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 Benavides and Julius and Dongo, Jeff Horn, Amir Khan, Mean Machine. Those are the guys he's been fighting. That's his resume at this moment. His most notable win is against Yuri Urquiz Gamboa. Mm-hmm. That's his most notable win on the resume and besides Prescott who knocked out Amir Khan two guys in the resume but 
this this is the Hall of Fame resume. If he can go in and not and go against Pacquiao, Spence, Danny, um, Danny, Keith Thurman, and Porter, that's a re- that's a Hall of Fame resume, and I can actually see him walking away after that. Win, oh, yeah. lose, or draw. If he fights any of these guys, he got. Mm-hmm. It. I agree. So, but um, no, I'm watching this fight. I'm not doing shit this weekend that I don't think so. I'm watching this fucking fight. I'm watching. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm watching this fight as well. Yep. I don't have no plans this week. Yep. I got no goddamn plans. I'm watching this fucking yep. fight. I want to see what the fuck's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> so we always go in this go. What is for the winner? What does the winner go from here? Like if we're both stating them, we're both saying and picking Crawford to win. Where does Crawford go from here? We just mentioned uh, so, this hit mm-hmm. list, but let's be honest. Let's say the rumor is not true. Let's say he he added an extension on top rank. Who does he fight next? That's 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 a problem. Because I think the obvious, the, the the logic of it, if he does win, the next step is to fight the two guys that have belts in welterweight division. It's either El Springs or Manny Pacquiao or any of the fights in PBC. That's the logic. But like you said, if the rumor is not true, let's say he is still staying with top rank, then that's where I don't fucking know then. Another another bum, I guess you want to call it? Another bum? Another, mean another welterweight that we never heard of and he doesn't have much credit we're getting. I'm. We're, I'm sure you're tired too. I'm fucking tired. I'm tired of this shit, man. He needs to fight the guys like, like Thurman Garcia Porter. I'm tired of that shit. I I'm tired too, and I agree with you. If he stays with top rank, the probability of him fighting Mean Machines or Jeff Horn type fights, it's gonna be there for him. That almost Bob's gonna feed him all that, you know. Um, or if he if the contract is over. Does he do a Canelo and free agent himself and fight all these guys? It's up for grabs. We won't know until more details no. come out, but what yeah. we can do is speculate. What if Kell Brook wins? We know there's a rematch clause. Kell Brook wins most likely, yeah. The rematch. I don't see him fighting someone else. I think he does a rematch. Let me re- let me let me re- ask the question. If Kell Brook loses, but he looks good, like let's say oh, okay, like the Errol Spence fight, he looked good. Yeah. Does that put him in the mix in the welterweight division? But let's say I think gets, it. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gets beat the shit for twelve rounds. Like, well, what's your thoughts on that? Well, okay, if he gets beat the shit for twelve rounds, then I, I think he gets out of the picture of the welterweight division. Okay, that for sure. And then if now, he looks, if, if he looks, he looks good, right? Competitive, regardless. Let's say if he loses, right? Let's say he loses, but he looks fucking competitive. If he looks good, then that opens the door to negotiations for like, yeah, fighting the top welterweights. Like that fighting, has to be like fighting a Keith Thurman. At least here we go. That's perfect. Now in that scenario, right? Let's say that that happens. Let's say he loses. Kelberg loses. He looks good still. That could be his, you know, next great fight. The next one, probably a fight against Keith Thurman. That's what I'm saying. Like I, like I, yeah. I honestly think he'll have moments that might put him out there. I think he might have mm-hmm. those moments. Yeah, I agree. I think if he looks good, he puts himself in the welterweight picture a little bit to fight Keith Thurman, to fight, uh, let's say, uh, like a Virgil Ortiz type of fighter, like fight anybody. Because last time I heard, I think Kell Brook's a free agent. I don't think he's with Matchroom anymore. He's out of the Matchroom contract. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that gives yeah. him the wiggle room to walk around and be like, oh. Okay, cool. I fought. I fought Crawford. Let me go. Let me go to Golden Boy. Let me go see what I can get over here. Oh, cool. Let me go. Let me go to the PBC. Let me go see what I can get over there. You know, he mm-hmm. he, he has the wiggle room to move around. 
So yeah. I think if he looks good, he has the markability to be like, oh, you know, he, that's a tough opponent. Now, if he loses, it's done. I think he then I think that's when he needs to cash out and fight Amir Khan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally, that was a fight people were talking grudge, about. Years. The grudge match. Yeah, the grudge match. The grudge match. <laughs> I, say, I say if he loses bad against Crawford, cash out and fight Amir Khan. The grudge yeah. match. Get the grudge match. Like the grudge match we never got and we're never going to get. Ortiz versus Ruiz. Yeah, they can I mean, do it in the UK. Oh, Reels. Oh, Reels. Remember? Reels. We never got that matchup. No, we never got that fight, man. That's so fuck it. Farewell fight, retirement fight, Khan versus Brooke in England. All right, here we go. That's both a good guys, one. That that'll be a great retirement fight. That's a good money grab for both of these guys. I totally agree. I love that. But, I'll still uh, watch it. I still watch it too. But again, folks, there we go. We both picked Terrence Crawford by stoppage. I'm going late round. I think Beaver said mid round. I th- no, he didn't give. You didn't I, I, I didn't even give. You didn't specify. Yeah. So he said stoppage. I was. I'm. I'm specifying. It's gonna be in the championship round between ten. Between ten and twelve stoppage. Yeah. Terrence Crawford wins. Terrence Crawford then we moves on either to fighting the Mean Machine type fighters or, it, like if B Ray's report is true, he moves on to probably greener pastures by fighting the top welterweights in the division by leaving top rank. Who knows? But I do guarantee this. We will report it on this show. Oh, we we will. Oh, we will. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our episode. That is pretty much the conclusion. We do thank you for joining, for tuning in. I'm sorry. I'm fucking said I'm, I'm kind of out of it right now. For tuning in. <laughs> thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you guys can find us on. Like we plugged it in the beginning. We'll plug it in the end. It's hoodie season. Get your hoodies on. Get yes. your Get your Jamboree boxing hoodies. Order it right now. Get it before Christmas. Wear that snuggy fucking hoodie when this in this California fucking coldness. Or if you're in the East Coast, sport that shit regardless if it's hot or cold. Just sport that motherfucker. <laughs> and like I said, go to the um, go to teesprings.com/slash uh, Rambling Network store. Get your Jamboree boxing hoodie on. Um, I'm working on getting stickers, guys. I'm working on getting some new merch out. But you guys will be the first ones to know. B-Ray, is there anything else you want to add? Thanks. Thank you so much for you guys for you know, to listening to this episode, tuning in. And it's it's really fun back again to come back and do this more recently. Because I know before that, we just did it every couple months or whatever. But now boxing is back. So glad to be back. And I'm so glad you guys still stuck around and hang in. Hang, you guys hang in with us, man. So thanks. Thank you for that. And thanks for still continue supporting us, man. I don't know what else to say, man. Thank you very much. Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a good night. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week. Later. Yep. Later. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.